Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone, to another riveting, exciting, ex- existential Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 362. We continue our Best Picture nominee catch-up, I guess is a nice way to put it. This film that we are going to chat about today came out officially, I believe, in December. It had an early release in November, but wide release in December, I believe. Anyways, we will get into it here in a few minutes because we have some personal ties to it. But before I go any further, he's looking at his phone. Hopefully it is not at porn. My good buddy, Mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, dude. No, I'm just looking at I'm looking at the the movie stuff. The movie stuff, trying to figure out how to pronounce Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Yep. Or Cord Jefferson. Yep. No, I am. Okay. Those are those are those are tough ones. Okay. All right, Mike. Well, this week we chat about American fiction. Uh, do you want to tell everyone our personal connection to it, or do you want to wait until later when we get rolling? I think wait until we're later. Okay, Mike, break this some bitch down. All right, Matt. So this movie was directed and written by Cord Jefferson, and it's based on the novel Eraser uh, by Percival Everett. And this movie's starring Jeffrey Wright, Tracy Ellis Ross, Erica Alexander. Uh, Leslie Ugams, uh, Keith David, Isaiah, Isaiah Ray, Adam Brody. And this movie is about a novelist who's fed up with the establishment, profiting from black entertainment, uses a pen name to write a book that propels him into the heart of the hic- hypocrisy and madness he claims to disdain. Did you get a Sterling K. Brown? Uh oh no I didn't he's like further down on the list but he, yeah he's he's the brother yeah dude he was fantastic in this movie he was he really was, really good he was um well I mean there was a lot of people that were great in this movie but anyway yeah everyone was great we will we will get into that right now Mike first impressions thoughts um. The trailer kind of gave you the gist of the movie, but I really like the ride of this movie. It was a lot of ups and downs, but it was it, it was funnier than I thought it was going to be and it was just it's just well done. Just a well done movie with very I don't know, realistic situations, I say. Well, Mike, I thought it was a pretty good movie as well. Uh, I enjoyed it. And yes, the trailer does give you kind of an idea of what it's uh, presenting to its viewer, but not everything. Like there's a few things that caught everyone off guard, especially my mom. And you'll hear about that later on afterwards, even though we recorded her podcast first, but you'll hear about it later. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Jeffrey Wright was very, very good. Um, The entire cast was fantastic. The story was really, really well done and well conveyed. Um, Horrible things happen in the film, and they happen for a reason. And I tried my darndest to explain it to my mom, but she still thinks this film is extremely depressing and sad. And she enjoyed it, but she didn't enjoy it like I did. And that's one of the differences between people that watch a lot of films and your everyday person is they just look at the bad things. They don't look at the motivation and why those bad things happened. And we can get into that later when we get into the spoiler section because I don't want to spoil anything yet. But the only thing I have to knock that wasn't particularly special, but it wasn't bad, it was just there, was the uh, camera work, the cinematography. It was just okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't fantastic. It was just there. Yeah. Well, I mean, not every every movie that's nominated for Best Picture is just going to have, like, amazing, you know, camera work. And, yeah, I, I felt it was adequate. 
Yeah, but if you're going to have a best picture, it should be all around a fantastic film. And this film, I think, hits on just about everything except for the camera work. Like, that's the one that if I had to knock it, I'm not super hot on. Uh, There's elements of the story I wasn't super great on. But for the most part, everything else is very good, very well done. And it yeah. is it is Court Jefferson's first outing as a director. He's known as a writer, and he hasn't been a writer for very long in Hollywood, only about five or six years. And this is his first full-length feature film, and I think he did a very, very good job. Now, granted, I might be a little biased, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I think he did a great job, and this, this movie was, it was a lot to it a lot more to it than i like kind of thought from the trailer and i was like that got nominated i wonder why after watching it i i understand this this movie was a lot more to the uh this the the kind of layers of the different stories that are going on and what's happening in real life and what he's writing and all that stuff i really i i really enjoyed it yeah, really well, that's, that's what really makes it good is the the dichotomy and the opposites and the reflections of his pen life where he's writing the book and getting these tours and money and all this shit. And then what's going on in his real life that's contradictory, but also inspiring him to do the book. I mean, you know, not to use the old adage, Mike, but it's like an onion. There's so many layers. Yeah, oh yeah, and we kept it kept peeling him back. The movie did, and I like that. I I like the different dynamics of the family, and even though this family is extremely intelligent, like everybody's a doctor except for our main character. I mean, man. Um, well, he's technically a doctor, but not like a medical doctor. He has his doctorate. Right, right. Yeah. right. He did have his doctorate, Which, but like that was like a lot of high uh, education people. Yeah, like, and it's funny because they keep mentioning it that he's a doctor, but he's not. They keep making fun of him for it. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. His nickname was Monk. That was fun. Yeah. Well, I liked it all around in that aspect as in the personal life because it goes to show you, you can have the smartest person in the world and have the greatest life and have the house and have the beach house and have everything to a degree and everything still can fall apart in the blink of an eye without even thinking about it because shit just happens to people it does matt seems to be more on your side but yeah it happens to most people yeah i guess that's why i like the movie even more is because you know it made me feel better about my own shit-filled life yeah because you're like well damn that was way worse than i've ever had to deal with yeah oh yeah definitely i mean you know, we'll get again, we'll get into it when we get to the spoilers, but we are not spoiling this film, not at this point whatsoever. So, Mike, why don't you tell our listeners why we have a soft spot for Core Jefferson? And I had no clue until we talked to Superfan Eric. Oh, because uh, he, uh, I don't know if he currently lives, but he did live in, in, in Tucson, Arizona, where we grew up, and was a fan of. Uh, uh, several of the band, local bands and the music scene and, and the places that we went when we were growing up. So I don't know how old he is. I do. I didn't check. I looked it up. He is 42. He is our age, Mike. So we oh. probably ran into him, which is interesting. That is interesting. We, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's fun. Um, and some of the – there's, there's little uh, call-outs to where we grew up. Uh, throughout the movie and uh super fan eric definitely pointed out those and and yeah he he's uh he's a big fan of this movie well you're not even going to say the biggest thing that was in the movie that's a direct shout out to super fan eric well dude i thought you wanted to talk about something oh okay so we won't spoil it we'll keep it empty right now we'll talk about it later but there's a scene where there's a list of things and all the things that are listed are actually heavy metal rock band names from Tucson, Arizona. And one of those names on that board, I won't spoil which one it is, but one of those names on that board is super fan Eric's band from Tucson, which is amazing. It is amazing, dude. It's that is so much fun. 
I know. And it's not like hidden either. Like it's like the first one. It's like, boom, there it is. It's pretty awesome. I mean, Eric, congrats, dude. You're famous. Kind of. I'm still saying we need a reunion. We need his band to do a reunion tour. I think it's been long enough, man. It's been 20 years. Let's go. Okay. All right. I'm sure super fan Eric will be all about it. I was texting him about it. I said, I think it's time for a reunion tour. Uh, American fiction in core Jefferson is asking. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I think with that, Matt, I think, I think we need to move on to our next segment and find out what you're drinking this fine morning, me- evening, afternoon. <sighs> well, Mike, I went to the store and purchased another Arizona based beer that was expensive. Uh, this one is not out of Tucson. I thought it was, but I don't, I clearly get Tempe and Tucson mixed up, but this just sounded like a good quality unique beer it's called papago blueberry wheat and it is by huss brewing company in tempe arizona and it is very blueberry now it is not as like forgiving as like the big blue van have you had the big blue van before mike i have not had the big blue oh van. god you're missing out dude that is such a good beer it's very similar to this it's a blueberry wheat that is more of a wheat with a hint of blueberry. This is more a blueberry beer with a hint of wheat. <laughs> gotcha. Was it? Is it too much? No, I don't think it. Actually, I like it. I like blueberry, so I think it's pretty good. But it's not one I would probably drink a lot of. It's, uh, as you would say, senior beer carnosaur, uh dessert beer. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that, those are usually only like one. I mean, it's not bad. It's a wheat, so it's still light, but it's just, it's sweet. Yeah. Okay. All right. right. So, Mike, what IPA do you have, sir? All right, Matt. So, I have a different one this time. Uh, I've had this one before, but uh, it's it's Highlight out of Cigar City um, from uh, the Tampa Bay area of Florida. And it is tasty okay so not an aldi beer not an aldi beer and it's it's spelled j-a-i-j-a-l-e i think highlight i don't know it's the sport like uh did you, you know, just have a stroke no no okay. no it's it's the sport you know where they have like they have these ball things, and there's like a little hook. And yeah, it goes it's from really like fast. It's from like Africa, right? Uh, yeah, might be from Africa. I don't know. I know in Jackass they like beam the they use those things to just throw the balls at them. Yeah, and it was insanely painful. And yeah, fast. Yeah, well, because I think it it has the fastest ball speed or something of any sport. I don't know. It used to be a lot of like um betting and stuff around it. Well, Mike, I have some exciting news before we move on to the next segment. Oh, what what is that, Matt? Matt? Aldi is looking at building a store possibly in Prescott Valley. Ooh. The mayor announced that he is meeting with them about it. So we might get an Aldi here. All right. So I will get to try some of your beers, Mike. Yeah, your life is going to be changed forever, Matt. Well, I need to go grocery shopping now, and it's like 8 o'clock at night, so I'm not looking forward to that. But I'm just going to get basic shit and then come back. Anyways, and edit the pot all night. So anyways, Ah. Mike, I think I should move on and get to your favorite segment of the entire podcast. Even though you like talking about movies, we know the reality that is Mysterious Mike Talent. Mike, what is this week's just delightful dad jokes i got dad jokes i don't think they understand though gotta think i'm funny other people never laugh though dad jokes all right dude so i'm trying to keep him on topic so here we go why did the writer in the film american fiction struggle with his novel about cliche racial stereotypes i have no clue because he couldn't find the right character where did you find that one the internet's the internet's okay. All right, all right. Your book's coming, Mike. Your birthday's around <laughs> the corner. Your book's coming. 
Nice. To the to our listeners, that means Matt thought that one was not good. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm 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 terrible. <laughs> but he kept it to himself, which is very odd. So he must have really thought it was bad. <laughs> oh no, it's okay, Mike. It's okay. I didn't think it was really bad, but you've had better. You've had better. All right, all right. Okay, so now my favorite part of the podcast that continues to this day, 300 and some odd episodes later, because I know we missed a couple here and there. Mike, this one probably isn't too difficult. We'll find out. How does American fiction relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt. So uh, this one's not too difficult. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, which you mentioned earlier, was also in Black Panther, which is my first pod for the podcast uh, back in, I don't know, when is that, 2018? Like March of 2018? Yes, I believe it was March. It might have been April, but I think it was March. I'd have to look it up. I do know it was episode number four. Yeah. And uh, so he was in Black Panther. His character is uh, Najabu. I'm sure I messed that up. But (laughs) anyway. Uh, Yeah. So this one wasn't too bad. See? Easy peasy, Mike. You got it. I did. Boom. Here comes the dynamite. Here comes the dynamite. Yep. There's a nice little Cleveland Brown reference for you from Family Guy. That's always fun. Yeah. Anyways, all right, Mike. Well, we are now into the spoiler section of our said podcast. Um, I'll just go right into it because, you know, my mom was very distraught and upset about this. Uh, it's mostly because of, you know, things we've had go south in our life. But uh, the reason why she thinks this movie is so depressing is because um, Jeffrey Wright's mother in the film is coming down with dementia, and that's how she lost her father. And it really was not good, and it was really terrible. And that year we lost four or five members of my family. Not like, you know, distant members, like not immediate members, but like my aunt and my grandma and my grandpa. It was just a fucking disaster of a year and that was when i was in college and it's clearly very fresh still in my mom's memory even though it's been 20 years and then the other one which again huge shocker uh his sister having a massive heart attack and just dying and she was not that old yeah yeah um matt since we're in the spoiler section yeah I will say I did like the way, uh, and Mags pointed this out to me, we liked the way that it was shot with his, his sister dying and, and he kind of could see but couldn't see. It was very tasteful, that, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool way of doing it with the just seeing like he could only see her feet and it looked like she was getting CPR maybe and then like it, it was interesting. No, it was very well done. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And that was a very good, if there's such a thing, good death scene. Yeah, Sad death a, scene. Yeah, I thought it was a smart way of showing it without showing it in ways that we've seen a million times in movies, you know? Like, it was just a different way of getting the point across without having to show everything. Well, and it also shows you realistically how it probably really happened versus people sitting there trying to pump on her chest in the middle of the street. Like, no, they got her in an ambulance. They got her to a hospital and they were working on her. That's a heck of a lot more realistic than most movies do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, she's at the restaurant and then, yeah, they got her to the hospital and stuff. Yeah. But this is where I'll talk. I alluded to it earlier in the pod, but this is where. I really had to try and explain this to my mom because she didn't care. She just saw it as depressing and sad. I'm like, mom, you have to understand those things happening is what inspires, if not forces Jeffrey Wright's hand to write the novel because at this point he needs the money. He has had this idea in the back of his head for a long time. He's been trying to get his book published and no one wants anything to do with it. And here he writes literally like what? Like a handful of pages of crap. And 
all these publishers are like, oh my God, we have to have this. And they're throwing giant, insane, stupid ass numbers at him. And so he did it because of the things that happened in his life. And it was a catalyst for the film. And yes, it's sad, but those two things happening were important to the story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The, um, even though there's lots of sad moments in this movie, there's also lots of really kind of funny, just jokes and like kind of random things like situations. Like there's a a pool scene where he kind of like gets in a fight with his brother, like in the pool, they're like wrestling. It was really funny. Oh yeah. That was fantastic. And because even though they're in, I don't know, Jeffrey Wright in real life is probably in his fifties. Um, I think both of them are probably in their fifties, maybe or late 40s and they're still fighting like they're teenagers in the pool it was hilarious dude i thought it was awesome it was it was such a good scene you know like there was just lots of things the the eulogy or whatever uh uh at the beach very funny oh yeah that was really really good it, it's a nice somber moment and then their neighbors just being a dick <laughs> but yeah. that's truly how life is i think that's why this film is so successful and why it's getting nominated yeah, I don't know. It, 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 yeah, it was, it was interesting. I even liked uh, Matt. There's a, there's a scene where, um, you know, our our main character Monk is, he gets mm, volunteered to 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 judge, um, other writers or whatever, and, um, he's in a room with one of the writers who wrote something that's kind of along what he thinks is the same like line and they kind of have like a disagreement and stuff. And then it, it kind of stops like, because some other people enter the room and it's never resolved. I love it. I was like, that's real life right there. Well, Mike can also point out who those other people are and the reason why they stopped arguing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are other, uh, critics, um, that are, uh, on this panel of, I guess they're, they're judges, right? That's what they were judges for like a literary, I don't know, club that was based out of Boston or something. Yeah. It was some kind of big literary award for books, but Mike, it wasn't just that they were the two, I don't want to say token, but that's kind of what they were on this award panel. And they even kind of admitted in the film, you know, Jeffrey Wright and, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the actress that played the um, the other writer. Um, was anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, or was that Tracy Ellis Ross? I think that was Tracy Ellis Ross, wasn't it? Um, hold on. Uh, I'm spacing maybe. on the names, dude. I watched this like Wednesday of last week, so I watched it almost a week ago. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Anyways. The point I'm getting to is that Jeffrey Wright and the other female character, they're the token like black people on this panel and everyone else is old white um um uh college types, literature types, snooty, smart kind of that. And they're like the two black people that they brought on to be judges. And the other judges walk in while they're in the middle of this argument and they just stop like immediately. And I think it wasn't just that they're judges, but it's also because that's not something that they thought that they should be privy to is their discussion about their culture and their heritage. That's what I kind of got out of that scene. Okay. All right. I just, I I don't know. I like that scene. I liked how it kind of went and no, it was good. It was really good. Uh, you know, to get to the ultimate spoiler, Mike, uh, the ending, what are your thoughts on the ending? Because it's, kind of controversial in a lot of ways critics hated it critics loved it mike what did you think i liked it i liked uh it was it was a little bit different but i mean there are things in the movie that are just kind of different so i liked it i loved it i thought the ending was awesome they did a triple ending and then they reveal that in real life there's no storybook ending nothing was resolved it was kind of a shit show if you listen to the dialogue and then you know uh he's outed as uh being you know the the writer but it seems like only to a handful of people 
because they're still moving forward and doing the movie and they're discussing on how to end the movie. I, I thought the ending was really smart. I really thought it was great. Yeah, no, it it was interesting. And then he's pitching the different endings to the director guy. And <laughs> the final one that gets chosen, it's like, well, yeah, of course. It's literally the most absurd, stereotypical, just horrible ending. And that's why Jeffrey Wright's like sitting there telling him all these ones that make a lot more sense than this one. And he's just like, Jeffrey Wright is basically just like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. And the, the director, producer, whatever is like, that's perfect. We're doing that. And he just, you can, like, he doesn't do it, but you can feel him like rolling his eyes so hard it's like breaking his neck because it's so just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, I, I liked it. I liked the ending, man. Oh, dude, I loved it. I thought it was great. So, all right, Mike. Well, Let's do this. Is there anything else you want to discuss about American fiction before we give our ratings? So this movie, uh, I watched it for the pod, but I have a bunch of uh, family visiting, and so they all kind of watched it with me, which was interesting. Um, But what I will say is, even though everybody seemed like they didn't want to watch it at first, as it started to get going, everybody kind of sat down. So it was kind of this movie grabbed everybody's attention. And I thought that was interesting. And at the end, everybody was like, that was a really good movie. So uh, that's awesome, you know, like, because kind of, you know, I got, there's a lot of extra people in the house and there's a lot of stuff going on. So people, anyway, everyone kind of sat down and watched the movie. So that was, that was cool. Basically what Mike is trying to say, people, is if you watch this, tell your friends and have them watch it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie was not in the theater for very long, and it's not really on the streaming besides uh, rentals or buying it. So, uh, I, I I want people to see it though. Like, it, it, dude, it was. I think people should see this movie. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. It's it's a. I think everybody should see all the best pick nominees because they're all so different every year. They're always so different than each other. Um, but Mike, I. I I don't concur with the length of time in the theaters. Maybe Harkins is just nice, but American Fiction here was in the theater almost the entire month of January. Oh, damn, dude. Okay. And now it's back in the theaters again right now for the special Harkins Best Picture nominee, which I talked about on the radio. If you live in Arizona or where there's a Harkins, because Harkins isn't just in Arizona, but it's mostly in Arizona, it's five bucks. You can go see any Best Picture nominee for five bucks, or if you spend forty, you can see all of them. Wow, that's a deal. And they're going from now until March tenth. March tenth is the day of the Academy Awards. So I've seen almost all of the Best Picture nominees. Yes, three weeks ago I had only seen three of them. Now I'm up to seven. I still have three more to go. And Mike and I will be discussing that because I'm not sure if we're going to get to all of them on the podcast by the Academy Awards, but we'll see. But uh, uh, speaking of that, Mike, next week, this is a big one. This one should have come out last year. I'm super fucking excited for this movie. It's getting incredible reviews. I just, I'm really, I just, I know it's going to be long as shit. But I'm beside myself. I can't believe it's finally here. Mike, we're going to go watch Dune Part 2. Awesome, dude. Yep, Dune Part 2. And I think Dune Part 1 is able to be streamed on both uh, Max and uh, Netflix. Yeah, I think Netflix so. also got the rights to it, if I'm not mistaken. So, Mike, are you going to try and watch it, Dune Part 1, before you go see Part 2 in the theaters? I think I might do try and do a refresher if I if I have time, which I never have time, but I'm gonna try. Um, I really liked it when it came out uh, back during the pandemic, right? Like it was right be, right before or right during. I mean, it's been like two or three years. It's so it's been a while, yeah. And I really liked it, and I was not a fan of the original Dune film. You know, the one from the '80s or is it '70s? Yeah, not a huge fan of that one. This one, but again, I am, I will admit it, dude. I'm a Dennis Villeneuve fucking fanboy. Like, he has not done a movie that I didn't love. He is yeah, so dude, good. He's, 
he's good. He's really good. He is a he's master so, filmmaker. So visual. Yep. Oh, I love it. I love it. He is so good, dude. So, anyways, excited about that film, Mike, for next week. How many reels do you give American Fiction? Uh, I think I'm I'm going to give American Fiction four and a half reels, man. I really, really liked it. Dude, you got me beat. I really, really liked it too, but I guess I didn't like it as much as you. I give it four out of five. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad. I am glad it's nominated for Best Picture, but I don't think it's going to win. If I was picking Best Picture, it wouldn't be my Best Picture. Again, I still have three more to go, but Mike, do you know what movie I'd probably pick for Best Picture? Uh, Let's see how well you know me. Hmm... Let's see, dude. Best picture. There's 10 films. There's one I really liked so far above the rest. I've liked just about all of them I've seen, except for one. What's the list of uh, the ones that you've seen so far? Oh, shit. Of course, you're going to make me go look it up. Hold on. I got to (laughs) type. All right. To the internet's. To the internets, Mike. Okay, so these are all of them so far. The Holdovers, American Fiction, The Zone of Interest, Barbie, Anatomy of a Fall, Past Lives, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Maestro, and Killers of the Flower Moon. The three that I have not seen yet are Past Lives, Anatomy of a Fall, and The Zone of Interest. Okay. Oppenheimer. Correct. Have you watched Holdovers yet? No, I haven't had a chance. So, Killers of the Flower Moon and Holdovers are really close to Oppenheimer. I really like the Holdovers. It was very good. I don't know if we're going to review it on the pod, so I don't want to give my rating, but I really, really like the Holdovers. I was shocked how good that movie was. Okay. All right. I'll have to check it out. So... I zone of interest. I think I might have to purchase that one. It's all subtitled. Um, they have it in the theaters, but the problem is my mom wants to watch it. And so she needs someone to sit down with her and read the subtitles for her. So she knows what's going on. So, uh, I might be asking for you to help chip in on that one, but we'll see. Um, even if we don't review it, I, I think we should though, even if it's after the Academy Awards, I still think we should. It's, it's history based that it's, I've heard nothing but incredible things about that film. Okay. Awesome. So anyways, all right, Mike. Well, with all that, um, I dragged on a little too long there. But, uh, you know, the Best Pictures Academy Awards, they're right around the corner. Uh, We're still on topic. And uh, this is a nominated one. And it's a fantastic film. I agree with you. Everybody should watch it. Uh, I think everybody should watch all the, you know, Best Picture nominees personally. So. All right, cool, man. So uh, I guess with that, we'll wrap it up. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to catch us on next pod next week, Dune 2. And uh, follow us on Instagram, X, and or formerly known as Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. Welcome everyone to Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Many Cookies. Episode 52, American Fiction. Hi, Matt. How you doing? I've lost more than my cookies uh, dealing with your shenanigans. We've been trying to record this ding-dang-dong thing for a half hour, and you can't figure out how to work a Bluetooth headset. This is... I think I have died, and this is the first circle of hell. I got six more to go. And if this is the first one, I don't even want to know what number seven is going to be. This is going to be atrocious. I'm going to have my grandson give me lessons. I don't know. Oh, but that doesn't help my jaw that cracks. <laughs> okay, Mom. So let's do this. What movie are we talking about this week? We're talking about American Fiction. Directed by Cord I Jefferson. Don't know who. 
Oh. The Tucson Hi. from Corey Tucson, Patrick. Arizona. Oh, that's coolness. I knew. I thought he wrote it. Oh, well. He cool. also wrote it. Yes. He didn't oh, write the book. Okay. So no. let me talk. It All is. Right. I hope everybody heard that slap on my head. <laughs> I said, let me talk. And he kept talking. And then I slapped my head. Anyways, okay, so it was written and directed by Cord Jefferson, but it is based on a novel. That means you can speak now. Oh, it's Erase, I think it's called, or Erasure, or something like that. Yes, I believe it's Erasure, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, directed by Cord Jefferson, written by Cord Jefferson, and Percival Everett, starring Jeff Rewrite, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, and John Ortiz. Ready, set, your opinion, cookies, go now, stat, before I slap my head with a brick. I thought it was very good. I thought at the beginning, I was it was very sad to me because of the issues. And I, do I, can I say it or is it all spoilers? It is your podcast, mom. You can say well, whatever you want. Just warn okay. people, just be like, hey, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this mofo. I am there, folks. So there. Well, then say I'm, it. Say I'm, I'm going to spoil to, the shit out of this mofo. I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to spoil it out some. Because at the beginning, the reason he writes this book is one of the reasons is because his mom has Alzheimer's. They have to figure out what to do with them, her, and it costs very much to put folks in a home. And uh, his sister dies, and uh, it's just a whole lot of uh, family issues. And I'm kind of amazed because in the movie, it looks like he writes the book in about, you know, two or three days. I know he doesn't, but he decides because his books that he has written are very... um, educational very erudite and all but they don't sell at all he decides to make kind of write a garbage book and it's a uh, little bit more nuanced than that he has a new book that he's trying to get published and no one wants it right and so that's when he's on top of the family issues yeah yeah and it's really sad because like the one Part where you know, I guess it's because his books are just uh, dull or something. I don't know. He put it in the bottom shelf. And, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. I thought we talked about this um, on Thursday before you went on the radio. It's it's on the bottom shelf, but it's in a section called African American Studies. Oh, that's right. Yes. But his book is not African-American studies, at least that one based. I don't remember what it was about. I don't even think they really talked about what it was about. But the the clerk at the Barnes & Noble went, uh, well, the author is black. This is where they told us to put it. They said, just because I'm black doesn't mean it's a black book. And it's not about African-American studies. Now I'm racing through what he really said and everything. I'm just simplifying it, but yes, that's how it went. But yeah. And that's why he writes this really, what do you want to call the description of it? Not kind of trashy. Yeah. He, he himself calls it like a junk garbage uh, pandering novel is what he calls it. Yeah. And uh, the the part with the publisher is very interesting, and you know which publisher they they've they had four or five different publishers. One is well, both. the one that I think isn't it the woman that finally uh, gets the book or publishes it. No, I believe it was the gentleman that he had lunch with. Oh, him. Oh, Fizz. Well, okay, never mind. Well, because that's why at the end, spoilers. When they're talking about the movie rights and everything, he's sitting there talking to him as himself and not the character. Okay, yeah, because he uses a fictitious name when he writes this silly book. 
anyway, you know. But anyway, it's it's a good movie. It, a pretty shots of the ocean there out um, outside Boston. Is that correct? And uh, it's just very interesting. And I thought the acting was very good and uh, some very thought-provoking things in it. And uh, I think a lot of of families go through kind of problems like what he went through that we don't really hear about. So I think uh, the book is very interesting because of that. I know our family went through a lot of that. And, uh, well, uh, your, uh, grandma June was, was basically dying and we were there in Dallas and we had to come back and Dave had to find a rest home for your grandpa because his wife, uh, got rid of the house and moved everything out and grandpa had nowhere to go and he had dementia. And so we had to okay, find Okay, so you're a- getting it mixed up with your father and Grandma June. But you don't need to go into details about our life. You, I was asking you a, a basic question, but, but okay. I'm just explaining, you know, that people have these issues. It's a very kind of, a uh, lot of folks have, I think they'll relate to it, you know. Uh, yes, she, she, they find her a place and everything, but. It takes money, and that's why he needed to sell a book and get money to help mom. And he was a good son, and he does. But, oh, spoilers again. Doggone it. (laughs) Anyway, so um, I thought the movie was very good. Uh, There were a few things I had issue with, and that's why, you know, well, can I give my rating now? Well, what do you have issues with? Well, people um, want to know the good and the bad, Mom. That's why they listen to Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies. That and your shenanigans. Oh, gosh. My shenanigans are terribly bad. Anyway, um, well, I kind of, I don't know. I had issues with his relationship with his brother, and I was not, I don't know, the 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 publishers tr- fighting over who's going to, you know, publish the book and all that. It kind of bothered me a little bit. Of course, as you say, it's a satire, which when you think of it in those terms, then I'm better with that, you know. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it just was a little sad. It was kind of sad and kind of sad that he had to... uh, lower himself before he got he could earn money you know what i mean but the acting was very good and um i don't know the cinematography well it was okay i mean uh, the ocean scene was pretty um and where their house was that was very nice right on the beach but uh i didn't think it was terribly exciting that's why i i'm gonna you know give it a four. Okay, so you give it a four, which is a pretty good reading. That's a B. Mm-hmm. It's a very mm-hmm. good reading. So people yeah. should rush out and go see this then in the theaters? Uh, I don't know if you should go to the theaters. I think it would be just fine to watch it at home, too. I really do. So yeah. people should wait until it comes out on streaming, or should they pay $20 like I did so we can oh. watch it on Voodoo? I th- I think you should is it wait. Worth tw- is it worth $20? Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You know, I thought okay. it was good. It is nominated I- for Best Picture. Is it your pick for Best Picture? No. Okay. It is not. Mm-mm. What movies have, haven't you seen on the Best Picture list? You know, Whiskers, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what ones I've missed. Hmm. And I don't have a list. I, I, I've seen a lot, but I don't know what else is out there that okay. I have. Well, then let me ask you this. What movie would you pick for best picture? Well, I, I really loved um, 
Killers of the Flower Moon, but I also loved Oppenheimer. Uh, those two are in contention to me, but I don't know if they'll, you know, they are my favorites. If you had to pick one to win the best picture of the year for the year 2023, the movie you have to see, you can't miss existing on this planet, which one out of the two? Mm, I'd say Killer of the Killers Flower of the Moon. Flower Moon. Okay. I thought the actors just did, uh, you know, even Leonardo, I, I, they all just were top notch, top notch my view okay well i that's why i'm asking because i mean we're getting there and i loved the girl that played molly i think her name's gail and she was just really spot on very very good yeah that's why i you know and i loved oppenheimer i i really did but i think i liked the flower moon more well, but she I'm, just won the Screen Actors Guild Award, I believe, for uh, Best act, Actress in a, in a Role. I, I'm not sure what they call the Screen Actors Guild Award for it. But, yes, the young lady that I, uh, uh, played in... Can I talk, I'm Mom? Okay. I can't talk the same time you do. It doesn't. People can't hear it, okay? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do believe she just won the Screen Actors Guild Award. I don't remember what it's called. I will try and figure it out without having to click on the computer because of my keyboard so loud, but people should know that by now. Uh, let's see. Her name is Lily Gladstone. You can talk if I'm not talking FYI. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, she just did a beautiful job, and that was a big part, and, and she was just amazing. I I loved her work. I really did. And uh, let me see. I'm just trying to see if it has the name of the award. You know, the most depressing part is, Mom, is she's younger than me and Heather. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> People do so much with their lives. I feel like such a slacker. You know, and she had a lot of courage because she's from the Blackfoot Nation, I think, in Montana. And she wanted to act. I did read a little bit up on her. And she was like, well, I don't know. You know, and and she tried and she's great. Mm -hmm. So, yes, she won. This is what the Screen Actors Guild Awards call it. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. Awesome. Wow. That Isn't that is offensive, cool. though? Because they didn't say actress, they said actor. Oh, no. No, that's all right. They're all actors, actually. But, but yeah, the Academy Awards say best performance by an actress in a leading role. See? They do, don't they? Yes. But that's what she's nominated for. The film's not nominated for a lot more than that. But anyways, okay, Mom. So next week... We hit the theaters, and we're going to go watch Dune 2. And I have to watch Dune 1 again first. <laughs> you haven't watched Dune Part 1? I have. I watched it in San Clemente, I, oh gosh, what, three years ago or more? And I don't remember much, and so I, I want to watch it again before I go see Dune 2. So, and dad has to take me, so that'll be really interesting. <laughs> oh, well, God. you better get to work because, you know, part one is at least three hours and part two is three hours. Are so you? That's a lot of movie watching. Three, uh, oh my. Okay, tomorrow it will be an all day thing. All right. Thank you for the warning. <sighs> Tell dad to hook up um, uh, the uh, colostomy bag. No. <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, probably. I'll probably need it. No, <laughs> I'm going to have to drink Coke to keep myself awake. And I'm trying not to drink Coke, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'll eat lots of M&Ms. <laughs> and what else? Oh, I, I don't eat popcorn. So uh, Cheetos. <laughs> That's it. Well, anyway, have fun, folks, with the three-hour movie if you go. Whee! <laughs> That's nominated. What's nominated? 
Dune 2? No, it just came out. It's 2024 oh, it's, film. Oh, it's a 20. Oh, good. Okay. Well, when you figure out what I have not seen, let me know. I hope it's not many. <laughs> I well, don't know. Mom, I mean, you watched the holdovers already, right? Yes, I did, and that was very good. Yeah, that's one we haven't reviewed yet. Oh, and then there's the 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 falling one, and then there's the love one, and I think that's it. Falling one? Oh no! And then there's the one about World War II with the Nazis. <gasps> no, I haven't seen that either. Okay. Yes, well, I'm probably gonna have to buy that one, or you're gonna have to go to the theater. But Anatomy of a Fall. You haven't watched that one yet either. No, uh uh-uh. Oh, yeah, there's at least three. Wow. Oh, well, it'll keep me busy. All right. Well, Mom, you have like two weeks to do it. Okay, two weeks. The Academy Awards are on March 10th. Mm, Boy, okay. All righty, I'll do my best. Now, is the one about the Nazis uh, in the movie theaters? It has been, yeah. I just don't know if your theater has it or not. Oh, go figure. Probably not. But you are probably going to want to watch it at home because it's all subtitles. <gasps> oh, yeah. Because I'll need somebody to read them to me or forget it. It's all in German then? Yes, oh. it's all in German, I believe. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I may be out of look on that one. <laughs> uh, something rather for a fall. That one I could probably see somewhere. I don't know. Anything. I'm not sure if that's in the theaters anymore or not. Mom, they all are in the theaters here because I have a Harkins. Well, smarty pants. It's not my <laughs> fault I live somewhere better than you do. Better than I do. Of course you do. Anyway, well, thank you, man. I'll do my best. Okay. Very good. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, is there anything else you would like to add to your illustrious podcast no no but i do suggest you watch this movie because it is very good okay okay well thank you everyone for joining us for another chronicling episode of my Hinchow loses her cookies number 52 her take on a movie that one what's it called american fiction See, now I'm just messing with you. I'll stop. Oh, gee. Thank you. Mahicha's <laughs> take on American fiction. Uh, next week, if she makes it and doesn't fall asleep, or we'll find out how many times, Dune 2, yeah. starring Timothy Chalamet. So, anyways, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in for another episode. Chat with you next week. Bye.